1: Well, thank you guys for hanging in third time is a charm we had a couple of technical problems here probably because of the rain we were absolutely deluged here in southern california which happens once in a great while and uh something happened with our interface and now i think we're good please let me know on uh any of your comments i'm watching on restream if if indeed we got a problem here i see your calls lined up i will get to you guys uh, i've got a lineup of great guests we're going to have a little conversation before we get to your calls although i do want to get somebody's calls as quickly as possible uh our friends at social cbd are giving us support so we can do these shows as well as the needle destruction device that is something i'm very excited about which is this device that will. Eliminate Needlesticks. I'll tell you more about that later. But that thing is, I'm delighted to be a part of that organization. My first guest here, my co-host, is the one and only Anna Vocino. Her new books, well, her old book is Eat Happy, her new book is Eat Happy 2, right? Here they are. I'm holding book, them up. New book, same as the old book. Uh, well, it's two.
0: It's two. It's, also, it's two. It's also. many hundreds of recipes. There we
1: go. And uh, <laughs> producer Susan Pinsky lives by these recipes. She Love loves them. Em. Right? Is that me? Can I, I barely you? hear you. Oh. Which one is yours? Okay. Nope. No, uh, no, there you are. There she there is. There you are.
2: Sorry, I'm all flustered from the rain. Yes. yes, it's California. It's raining. I I don't know what to do. Right, so um, really I hard. love your books. I, Thank you. I love your recipes. My kids love the recipes. Yeah, she's very discerning about
1: recipes. It's like it's like Christina Ferrari. Anna Vecchino. <laughs> that's and, uh, that's high praise. Batali. Wait, wait. and um, Mario, Batali. Mario Batali. Mario Batali. That's, that's, that's it. Very, that's that really, it. really high praise.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that very much. Yeah. And also, just so you know, full disclosure, Susan will text me and be like, can you figure out how to make this highest carb <laughs> Czechoslovakian <laughs> creation, but make it with no carbs? Right,
1: right. So that, that's dump, the request that I with get. no carbs. Yeah,
2: that's pretty much it. it was, yeah.
0: Make uh, these Czech pancakes. Sauerkraut
2: potato. Uh, I'm going to work Caroline on it. pancake. They're amazing. But I'm it, sure it's, it's gluten-free. It's just potato not, pancake. Hello. But it's fried <laughs> but, potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but She puts a bunch Sounds of great.
1: sauerkraut in it. So there's a lot of vegetable mixed in there.
2: There's so. probiotics. Sauerkraut's
0: good. Yeah. It's probiotic. We're all good. Got health. Well, we're going to do I a right? bit
1: of a focus on diet today. Though we will take all your other calls as well. And our other guests. Can we get to our other two guests? The, none other than the great Vinnie Tortorich, and of course, I've got Kate Shanahan too. I'm very there. You guys are. <gasps> yeah. Everybody's here. Hey guys. <laughs>
3: How's it going,
1: Drew? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Thank you for joining us, guys. Um, lots of questions for everybody. Kate, let's put Kate's new book up here too. Oh yeah. Uh, I want to get the name of that. It is the Fat Burn Fix. Tell tell me what's in that book, Kate, before we go further.
4: That is a book where I tell people how to burn fat. shocking. (laughs) The one thing people really have wanted all these years was help with weight loss. Not like fancy, you know, highfalutin stuff about how food connects you to nature. So that's what deep nutrition was, what a human diet was. This is how to just burn your body fat. And what we talk about is the fact that our body fat's actually been hijacked by the food industry and it's totally changed its behavior. So it blocks our body's natural ability to burn it
1: it sure seems like it my god when you when you look at just the the body you know just look at sort of commercials and television snippets from across the last 50 years we've really uh, our body type has changed predominantly and certainly the onset of uh corn syrups and stuff like that i'm sure has a lot to do with it and the switch in fats which kate you alerted me to tell us about that
4: well, about a hundred years ago, our total intake of polyunsaturated fatty acids was about two to 5% and it came from whole foods. And now our total intake of, of these vegetable oils that didn't exist hundred years ago, like soy and corn is about 80% of our entire fat calories and somewhere between 30 and 40% of your total daily calories. And these are, polyunsaturated fatty acids, which is a long word, it just means that the kind of fatty acid it is, is not as stable as the kind of fatty acids that our bodies like to have in a much greater quantity in our diet and in our own body fat. And it's destabilizing our body fat and completely changing. It determines whether or not your body fat is basically your friend and something that can provide you with energy or your enemy and something that's going to make you crave sugar and make it inevitable that you get overweight and develop diabetes.
1: And uh, Kate, Vinny insists that you're, he's the reason that uh, I met you. I'm not sure Vinny, I'm not sure. I feel like I found Kate.
5: Well, first, Drew, I have to tell you, you know, I, I just moved out of L.A. a couple of months ago, and now it's funny to hear that just a little rainfall can kick your ass. You, you, you know, know that, like, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> your house in it's North raining. Hollywood, we are no, not going to make it.
1: underwater, trust me.
5: We're underwater. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been raining since I got to Virginia. Guess what? Nothing stops. Everyone goes to work. Everything is fine. And California's like, hey, we couldn't even get the computer started because— <laughs> It fucking rained an inch, okay? We're <laughs> under water here. We're done. They shut the whole state down. It's really funny. And, you know, um, let me tell you guys what Drew is going to be yelling about tomorrow. Come on now. Half of, uh, of all the raw sewage is going to now land up in the bay. So Mother's true. Beach. True. You know, hey, listen, all yeah. you kids that like to go to Mother's Beach and, and yeah. get yourself a little swim – you're going to be in raw sewage. I'm, I'm telling you what Drew is going to be talking about. I, tomorrow. I, listen, man.
1: I, I Yes. Thank you, Vinny, for reading my mind. We, we have people, we have 60,000 people defecating on the streets. When it rains, it all goes directly into the Ellie river, out to the ocean, bypasses sewage treatment. So it's a city, the size of Pasadena, essentially multiple days of sewage accumulated and washed into the ocean. I don't know. I, I honestly
0: a... like tuned it out after you said defecating in the streets. Well,
1: do, it's that's because problem. It was very <laughs> disturbing. Everyone is tuning it out. That's the problem. I
0: know it is a problem.
1: Uh, I, I got a couple things I want to get to Kate on very quickly. And I want to, the, we, Kate, I was noticing earlier I had a caller here. I think he's gone, but I'm going to address his problem. He was a resident, I don't know in what uh, area of medicine, but he was asking about the new hours, the restricted hours that residents have. Um, and I have a couple times, I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, I, I'm concerned about it because in, in my experience, when I was training, Working 16 hours a day was what I needed to do for two things, to see enough pathology to really get expertise and also to learn how to prioritize the patient care over everything else in my life. And, we, and I don't feel like you know we're doing that right now with our current residents. Am I wrong?
4: Well I feel like the, I totally agree with everything you just said because you you need that continuity of time actually very early in your training to see how does the whole story of something play out And in medical school and in residency really like uh, yeah. you know that's that's seven years where you just need to absorb everything that you can because it's really, the bulk of your high-intensity experience, you know, when you – you do get to graduate, and then there are other people who can – you know, you don't have to have that 36-hour continuous care. But uh, at the very beginning of your training, it's just really helpful to understand, you know, the start to finish of the story. And not just start to finish, but you
1: you literally – and and I agree with you. Again, where I think you and I see eye to eye on this, but it's not just the for people that don't understand what Kate's talking about. It's not just the continuous arc of the evolution of treatment and a disease state. It's you literally are missing huge chunks of the story. If you if you go out for twelve hours, you come back, patient's gone. They either gone home or they've died well, or whatever, and you miss the you miss a big part of the story.
0: Well, and as somebody who's not a doctor and you've been with people in the hospital, that's why you need somebody there advocating on behalf of the patient so you can explain the, st- the gaps.
1: Another story. That's another part of the story. Well, good. You and I feel feel the same about that, Kate. I, I just, I don't know. I, I I don't know how they get enough experience. I mean, lately, I've just been feeling like I want to give back some of what I have, uh, you know, on social media and stuff. And by the way, a reminder, everybody, we're doing a, I do a daily streaming show by myself where I just interact with the stream, with the questions on the restream and answer your questions. And I just want to give back because... I don't. I don't see a lot of young physicians with the kind of experience I've had in medicine and psychiatry. I mean, it's. It takes years and years and years, uh, and and ridiculous hours to really see it, to see what you All this pathology, so you get an instinct with it, and uh, I don't know. I just. I got concerns. That's all, you know. Yeah,
4: I mean, hopefully the technology will somehow help people make make up for it. But the thing is, when they come back, you know, say they they haven't seen the whole story, the patient's gone. uh, They're probably too busy with the next round of patients to ever really follow up and talk. Like there used to be this thing that called... um, uh, sign out, right? So, like, when the covering doctor would come in for the night, you'd have plenty of time to sit down and talk about the patients that were actually there, so you know their story at least a little bit, so that if you do get a call in the middle of the night, you you are familiar with them, and you know, like, what are the active issues, but you don't do that once the patients are gone. It's just right. the stories. A mystery you from know, that it's point. Funny,
1: it's funny you bring up the handoff. I, I had a really vivid experience with of all people Ben Carson the other day. Isn't that interesting? I, I was talking what? you I'll tell you why, because I, I, I was you ta- just
5: dropped something. I I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I was having I was I was discussing with him the homeless thing, and I felt like I was, descri- I was describing him the cases that I was seeing in the street, and I felt like I was in a handoff. He was like, yep, yep, got it, got it, got it, got it. Of course, he's a pediatric neurosurgeon. Right. And I, I could speak to him in the shorthand, I'm used to speaking with my peers, but he was he was on top of it, he gets it. And uh, so whatever you think about Ben Carson, I'm here to tell you that as a smart dude who is uh, gonna, gonna take care of business one way or another, I, I can feel it coming. So that's why, Vinny, I won't be complaining about it so much going forward. (laughs)
5: Because, because, (laughs) you know, know, it's interesting what you and Kate were both agreeing on just now, because when you think about it, you know, it seems like we have this kind of turn and burn medicine, you know. Uh, And you're right. It seems like you go see one doctor and they just hand you off to another doctor and then they hand you off to a third doctor. I, I don't remember that being that way 20 years ago, even 25 years ago. And don't both of you feel like sometimes you're you're defending bad science? You know, Kate, you just mentioned seed oils um. and, and what's going on in that world. You know, my entire lifetime it was like, Hey, have Crisco, you know, Mazzola, mm-hmm. you know, there's an Indian running down the street. Mazzola It's you know, corn oil. And, and it's it was natural. A, yeah, it's not it's good for you. It's and, good for and you me. know, I, do you feel like we're just trying? You got not we, you guys, Drew and Kate. Are you guys just defending bad science, or are trying to do what, what happens there? I'll let Kate answer. I think first. they keep primary care doctors busy
4: so that we can't think about what's really going on with our patients or in That's our right. own lives. Like That's right. the, the as the primary doctor, you're supposed to like just take a, the, the one encounter, like the the yeah. common physical exam. There's about 50 different topics that we're supposed to be able to bring up and ask about and give counseling on. And how are we supposed to do that in the space that we get, which is like 20 minutes or half an hour for we're lucky for a physical, yep. and then, you know, document everything. So, I think, you know, really what it is, is that they, the primary care doctors are, we were hired by hospital systems starting at about 15 years ago because We get the patients in and then because they keep us too busy, we just make as many referrals as we possibly can instead of actually talking to our patient and getting the to the bottom of any problem that they have. So it's great for the hospital system and it's great for the drug companies because specialists do a lot of prescribing and it's also great for the uh, medical device industry because specialists are the ones that use those devices more than primary care doctors
1: that that's where we're both in uh, telling you that we're sort of in a mess here and 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 i would and what kate is framing here which i would totally agree with her is that we need to re-empower primary care to do their job and that would save immense amounts for instance one piece of tort reform if the doctor could practice medicine and if something came up and he or she were just able to say, that was my judgment at the time, and that's a sufficient defense for what you did, that would change everything. We would do so, so much the less lawyers- prescribing, so much less uh, uh, radiographic procedures and blood tests. We would do so much less. We would be able to use our judgment again, which... Would be very accurate, I promise.
5: What's stop that, Drew? And will Ben Carson do something? I no, mean, you have the guy's no.
1: ear. Nah, uh, uh, that's a different thing. He's that's housing and that's HUD. That's trying to get people right. off the street. That's a different thing. Okay, we're, well, we're going well, down where a rabbit hole, guys. We got way down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I I wanna I wanna, and, and that's Anna what feels I don't I don't. I I, right. I I
0: I came to play. I wore uh, Ask Dr. Drew blue today.
1: That's <laughs> it is the color. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm ready to go. Fa- I'm focused. She, Anna's just a floating head because of yeah, exactly. we put her. <laughs>
0: I'm quite pale, so that's serving
1: me hey, right hey, now.
2: Hey, Drew. Also, yeah. do you know Dr. Yeah. Sabine? She's a she's a uh, a doctor that works, worked with Michael Jackson, and she's a, um, sorry, hold on a second. She's a, um, she worked on the, she's a microbiome and fecal transplant expert, but I think she got a, a notification when we went live and thought maybe we were calling her to call in. Uh, Do you know her?
1: I think we had her on a show once. I okay, think. but did
2: we, maybe she signed uh, up for, for the, the Automated texts, but I just want to let you know that we got her number just in okay. case you want to talk to her. All
1: right, the, the fecal transplant thing is a whole other matter. I know, but I, uh, I blame Vinny for all this. We're going down a
5: Listen, That proves that we could do anything when we could tell people to eat shit and mean it, <laughs> then we, we have <laughs> a different a little, problem. A
1: little different, Vinny. But Vinny, talk to us about the document. This is what I want to get to the, the documentary, Fat.
5: Uh, first off, I wish I could have had Kate Shanahan in it. And I'm not sure, I don't know if I introduced Kate to you, but, you know, Kate and me, we go way back uh, we, we, to the beginning of the podcast. Me and Anna and Kate, Kate used to come on, her husband Luke would show up. And, uh, you know, I, it, the, the documentary was this phenomenal thing that happened that I didn't want to have happen. Hmm. Um, I am not a documentarian. Uh, I'm just a guy who had all these fabulous doctors that would come on my podcast and they had so much more to tell. And the fans came around, you know, I came up with the craziest number I could come up with. I said, $150,000. If you guys can give me that, I can do a movie. Well, they came up with a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. So I was stuck with all this money and I felt like I had to go and do a movie so and what did I, I tell you, Vinny? One
0: hundred fifty thousand dollars is not going to finish that movie.
5: Mm. So yeah, and two hundred fifty didn't finish extra. it either. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, yeah. I had to put my own money in it to finish it. But you know, it, it's it's a funny thing because the the truth really does prevail. You know, we you, we got these incredible doctors on uh, Ian Felt and and Eric Westman and Doctor Drew Penske and. All of these people came together, and uh, we we put this information out, and it's funny because the vegans don't really come after us because when you just tell the truth, when you don't lie and say, hey, eating an egg is going to be like smoking five cigarettes, and you don't make up this kind of minutia, and you just put the truth out there, no one can come after you. And that's what we did. The movie, Drew, you know this, Anna knows this, Kate doesn't. The movie had no budget as far as advertising. With zero advertising budget, we went to number one on iTunes and stayed there forever. We beat out Free Solo, which was there. It, it, it stayed at the top of the charts on Amazon for so long that Amazon put it into their Prime program, which is impossible to do. And then that Steiner International group picked it up. And now it's on airlines. It's on Malaysian Airlines. It's on Alaska Airlines. It's on... I want to say Delta, but I could be lying about that. But it's on several different airlines all over the world. And, you know, unlike something like uh, What the Health or more recently uh, The Game Changers, that's just on one network. That's on Netflix. And I know everybody thinks the world is Netflix, but it's not. Uh, We're getting more people to watch this movie because it's everywhere. And uh, if you would have told me that this was going to happen with this film, well, I just have to say I would have tried a lot harder.
3: Well, I-, I have
4: to tell you <laughs> that one of my patients already, like, uh, like they. I was trying to convince a patient, okay, yeah, so keto style diet is pretty good. And, you know, I think we can uh, really help you out. And she had to think about it. And then she saw your documentary and came back to me and said, oh, that convinced me. Wow. So, good it's work. very powerful. That's, that's interesting. That's and, been my experience as Kate, well.
5: Think, Kate, think about that. When you came on the show, that was probably seven years ago, at least, we, yeah. uh, Anna's house. That was back yep. when we did it at Anna's. Back in the studio. And we were all considered kooks back then. We were all just <laughs> flat earthers, basically. Everyone thought that, oh, my God, these people are going to kill people. Uh, but you were one of the early adopters, coming in and talking about that, and I, I can't thank you enough.
1: And, and let me just let me just stroke Kate a little more. Thank she's you. not just a, a physician; she's a she's a biochemist, uh, and she's a real scientist. And uh, what 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 really got my attention is I heard her say one <clears throat> time, "Look, the nutrition is so infinitely complex from a biological standpoint, which is something I know to be true, that there are only a few things that I can really say something about, and and know it's true." and uh, we and you started with the tallow and the vegetable oil and all that and of course that was quite true uh, but to back to the back to vinnie and fat kate i want to ask you a question It may be not a good and that's something that could be easily answered but I, I i am clear for me that carbohydrates are a problem they're an enemy and i'm wondering if i have a certain genetic <clears throat> subtype of say apolipo, one of the apolipoproteins i mean i know the apolipoproteins are to some extent, what take oxidated lipids and put them in the cell walls? That's really the enemy, and that's what causes coronary disease and whatnot. My, I, I will just say, on Vinny's diet, no, no starch, no grain, everyone's, I guess everyone's here diet, right? We're pretty much all in yeah. the same zone. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> my, you know, HDL's never been higher. higher, my triglycerides have never been lower, I'm on Vitorin, so my LDL has always been pegged, and my calcium score last week was 0.0. And
0: and
1: so I'm wondering, and and I've not taken the position that, oh my God, everybody should be on this diet. I'm wondering if people with certain subtypes of apolipoproteins are really the ones that should be on this thing for sure. And I I, I have a suspicion that's me. What do you say to that?
4: I don't know how carbohydrates would really make
1: that. I would like so uh, tell you, a couple of the apolipoproteins vary with insulin. They, they Their their levels go with insulin. And so uh, and, and again, particularly the ones that put the oxidated lipids into the cell wall. That's what I've read. I
4: think the biggest important thing to realize is that our insulin levels are supposed to be under 5 when we're fasting, and the um, normal values on the lab, they start at around 5, and they go up to like 20 or 25, depending on the lab. And so um, that's because so many people are insulin-resistant that it's skewed the entire range of normal in our understanding Mm -hmm. of this whole process of what insulin resistance is and the relationship between insulin and lipoprotein levels. So it's really hard to... You know, even begin to guess. But what I can tell you is that um, insulin resistance does mean your insulin levels are, are high and higher than normal, right? Higher than they should be. And, um, you know, even people who are considered metabolically healthy, if they're overweight, their insulin level on average, in a couple of studies I just recently read, was 16. And this is a fasting insulin level. Um, and then when you give somebody carbohydrates, or so like you, know, you have them drink a Mountain Dew, their insulin level, is, which is not supposed to go over 60, but if someone's insulin resistant, it can go as high as like 300. Run. So that is an extremely exaggerated amount of insulin. So how can we really know what's going on with any of these subtypes when the population being studied is so skewed? So metabolically so- unhealthy. And,
1: and so it would be a reasonable uh, position to take, uh, I, I'm going to try to say this as accurately as possible, that insulin insulin resistance is endemic. Carbohydrates are a major contributor. And therefore, it's a good idea to limit or exclude carbohydrates, generally speaking. Would that be accurate?
4: I would rather put the emphasis honestly on the vegetable oils and the seed oils because we talk about um, carbs driving up insulin because, of course, they do. But when we get to the root of what is insulin resistance caused by, it, that's where the the polyunsaturated fatty acids from the seed oils – just keep coming up in study after study after study. Got it. You can have somebody on a low carb diet and give them high amount of polyunsaturated fatty acids, and it's well, actually, neutral. in animal studies. Got it. Then you get that you you see every single sign of insulin resistance from fatty liver to the low HDL to the high triglycerides to actual you know insulin levels going up and reduced tested, reduced markers of insulin sensitivity. And this is on a low carb diet. It's just right. that they're getting the wrong get kinds it. of fat. So wow! I, I feel like we, the language that we use colors, the way we think about things in, oh, yeah. in ways that needs to be questioned. We call it a low carb diet or we call the keto diet. Like it's also about ketones, but what They really do is they drive people to eat natural healthy fats from things like butter and sour cream and eggs and cheese and you know, so on. And so that I think is what all successful diets have in common. And whether or not you can tolerate a whole bunch of carbs, I think really has a lot to do with your age as well, because it seems as though something complicated happens in the brain with regard to your uh, your body's idea of what a fasting blood sugar level should be and this is all like stuff that i get into a lot of to like i kind of unpack it slowly and gradually and gently in my next book the fat burn fix because these are all super important concepts that help us understand why people have a hard time uh, gaining weight burning their body fat and why they can't stop regaining
1: got it That may, so it's it, to me it's a great example of uh, causation versus association. So we cut the carbs out, but ooh, we got a lot of feedback coming. Yeah, hello. Out. Is that our stream again? Yeah,
6: it's, no, it's Dr. Kate. Uh, she needs ah. just headphones. It's just okay. All right,
1: cool. listen, guys. Um, I, I want to get to a couple calls here real quick, and then I want uh, the the people out in the in in our streaming world uh, call us. We have, we've got a all star diet team here. We have a, a diet someone who has wonderful diet suggestions they,
0: they tell me what to eat and then i put it in recipe format exactly we yeah. have
1: a biochemist we have Vinny, who has enormous amounts of experience over many decades advising people about this particular diet and why he got to this diet let me take a quick series of of calls so if i can uh give me a second here uh very quick this is uh uh pat let's see if i get pat on line. pat what's going on
6: Hey, Dr. Drew. Uh, I was just curious about what your feeling is uh, about Mm Tramadol, the treatment of arthritis. Yeah.
1: Uh, let let me just say tramadol is a weak opiate it has some serotonin uh, effects as well it's a good pain medication it shouldn't like every opioid of any type shouldn't be taken for long periods of time Uh, if you're not an addict not an alcoholic it can be taken intermittently for long periods of time but not continuously for long period of time unfortunately the optimal effect of the drug is is when you take it on a regular basis I have had some people be on it for long periods of time with good results it always makes me nervous Kate you agree
4: uh, especially older folks. Uh, uh, you know, I've had too many of them uh, start falling and yeah. start getting memory problems that were 100% reversible. Tylenol worked better for them.
1: There you go. Perfect. Uh, again, I'm uh, barreling on through. This is uh, Katie. Katie, go ahead.
7: Hello. Hi, Katie. Hi. Um, my name is. Hi. Um, I'm 23. I'm from California. Uh, I haven't been able to come for most of my life. I mm-hmm. came once six years ago. And I've been sexually active since I was fourteen old. Okay.
3: okay.
7: Um, I was wondering why I come. I was raped when I was fourteen, and I have childhood trauma from the ages of five until now.
1: That doesn't. Um, help.
7: I've tried therapy. I'm in therapy now. Um.
1: It says you're I'm doing a, the. I've been a heroin, to, heroin user too, right?
7: Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah hey. But I've been sober for two years.
1: And are you on any medication <laughs> right now?
7: Um, I am on three different medications. I'm on Xanax, I am on buciprone, and I'm on mirtazapine.
1: The mirtazapine can block the orgasm, so you can talk to your doctor about that. Xanax is a treacherous drug for a heroin addict, uh, and it's undoubtedly the, all the substances you've been exposed to all these years that uh, have prevented you from figuring this out. Uh, Kate, do you have any other suggestions? Do you agree, disagree?
4: Um, I took, uh, one of the most popular courses in my medical school was an elective that lasted two weeks about sex education. And, um, and we, uh, we learned actually how to take a sex history. And one of the things that we would ask is, you know, can you have an orgasm if you manual, if you, uh, masturbate? And, um, so that would be my question.
1: No, she can't. She once she did. Right. She did that. Katie.
4: Um, once I, once I came,
7: um, but that was during sex, I can't, I don't find it like I'm not, I'm not able to masturbate. I just started trying to get vibrators and try to masturbate
1: more,
4: more often, but it makes me uncomfortable. I get really in my head.
1: It's a common thing.
4: I don't know. That sounds like that's got a lot to do with it, that getting in your head and not being able to get un uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, and the mirtazapine and yeah. the heroin uh, there's, and the trauma. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, I I think I, a first order business will be discussed with your doctor whether or not the mirtazapine can be adjusted to something else. It's a good medicine. You're welcome. to You certainly, it's safe for you to take, and I hope it's working. It will help with your sleep, too, even. Uh, and I agree with Kate, you know, working on this, trying to figure it out. But I, we have to get your biology lined up. The other thing about heroin is it you know, it it shuts down your hormonal cycling. It can have real effects on your estrogen system. And I'm wondering, let me try to get her back real quick. I'm wondering if you're still if you are presently menstruating normally. Are you? Yes, I am. Okay. And no other thing. So it's Xanax, Mertazapine, and what was the third? Buspirone? Uh, Buspirone, yeah.
7: Yeah. Buspirone.
1: Keep yeah, her. which all in higher doses can get in the way of all this too. So you got to chat with your doctor and then uh, get trauma informed therapy, which I know you, you, you discussed being in uh, sexual abuse for many, many years. It can make this all that much more intense and difficult. And trying to find ways to, as Kate said, what did you call it? Get out of your own way? Or what did you say?
4: Get uncomfortable.
1: Get uncomfortable. <laughs> get uncomfortable. I think that's a good way to say it. Kate's uh, next book. Yeah, <laughs> get uncomfortable. Yeah, I like that.
4: Uh, With a good menu.
1: uh let's see uh okay this is uh jim has a question for all you guys uh, i'll give it to Vinny first uh go ahead jim hey big bad drew and the gang thanks for taking my call is that, was that you that i blocked uh quite... me i i blocked somebody somebody on the, yeah. on no, the no, stream Somebody on the east called me Big Mac Drew, and I was trying to give him a give you a like a like sign or something, and I ended up blocking it. I was it was I was don't mess up, with Drew. He'll very block very you. Very upset, <laughs> but yes, maybe it was you. But anyway, welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome.
6: You guys are great. You're some of my favorite people. Hey, I got a question. Okay, everybody, when you get into your mid forties, late forties, you just all you hear about is no energy. I you know testosterone replacement, yada yada. What is the best way to find out what your body's deficient of? How do I go by doing
1: that? Oh boy, so I'll start with Vinny. We'll, we'll just go across the
5: panel. You want me to, to go? Yeah, Look, uh, I'm not a doctor, I know. but uh, the first thing you, you need to do is take a blood test. You know, you, you know, there's no way you can't guess at it. Uh, the first thing I would tell you not to do is go to Google and and Google it because if you put testosterone into Google, everyone's going to try to sell you a pill or a shot or something else, and that is not the way to go. Bro, science is never the way to go. Start with a blood test and don't just have them check testosterone free testosterone. You have to get everything checked, and and I, I think both Kate and Drew is going to agree with this. Um, and and by the way, when you get into your 40s and, and you, you hear all this stuff, you know, everyone's pushing this. Hey, you have low T? Come see us. I've been walking around with less than 200 testosterone. I never see 200 when I go see a doctor. And I think Drew and I talked about this on a different Drew show. Um, I, I'm never over 200. I can build muscle just as well. Um, sex is, you know, I, I never have any, any problem in bed. Uh, you know, just nothing. As a matter of fact, if there's any problem, it's Serena saying we need to do less of that. Um, so it, just that number doesn't mean anything. Um, I don't know what the doctors are going to say about this, but the number is almost meaningless. Well,
1: that's the problem. And when you talk, and I want to ask Kate this. So when you say check for everything, boy, these days, what can, we, we can check for everything, but we don't always know what we're looking at. Go ahead, Kate.
4: So when I went to medical school, it was ninety five percent of the diagnosis is made by the history and the exam. That thing, remember what what's well, that? Let me interrupt t- you.
1: My my dad, who was an old time family practitioner. <coughs> he kept yelling at me. Your your most important diagnostic instrument is your ear, meaning you Aww. listen. You listen, right?
4: But that takes time. You know, it, fatigue is one of those things that has a differential diagnosis which is what doctors mean then okay what could possibly cause it that's our fancy words for that but uh it's of like about 200 things i mean what disease doesn't cause fatigue exactly. right so that's if right. if it's a chronic problem uh, it deserves possibly multiple visits to at least a doctor that you can trust to ha- allow that doctor the time to go through whatever their normal way of Establishing a cause for chronic fatigue, and and the, the reason has to do with what Vinny just said, right? Because the lab, you can do a bazillion lab tests, but what do the numbers really mean? You don't, you know, you just don't know unless right. you know more of back story.
1: But Kate, I think what Jim and Jim, you can chime in if you want. I, I he's talking about a sort of yeah the middle a you know I'm I I get what he's talking about. You're tired, you're overworked, you got kids when you get home. Sleep doesn't seem to be restorative. Something biologically doesn't seem like what it used to be, and and he's on to something because at forty, guess what? It isn't like it used to be, <laughs> and That's and true. the question is, and the question, <laughs> and the question is, should we be doing something about that? Because we've now gotten more aggressive again with female hormone replacement. Is there anything about the male we should be considering?
4: I am going to well, sound like, like a broken like record here, that- but.
1: Go ahead, Vinny. I'll go ahead, uh, Jim.
6: Yeah, well, like Vinny said, uh, you know, my te- my testosterone levels are low, and they have been for the last couple years. But my sex drive is fine. Um, I I feel like I'm strong. You know, I've, of course, I've got a little weight that I need to get rid of—about twenty pounds, twenty-five maybe. But the the thing is that, like, sometimes I will just feel this this uh, this fatigue that comes over me, and um and I, I wonder if is it a food, not an allergy, but an intolerance. Like, and, and should I should I send in? Should I spend the two hundred bucks and just send in for the blood work online instead of spending no, a bunch no, no. of time at a, at a, okay. wait, at wait. a doctor
1: so, or an endocrinologist? I'm going to interrupt you because Kate. I want Kate. To, I'll let Vinny talk in a second, but but Kate, repeat your repeat what you say because I don't think he heard you, or if he did, he didn't take you seriously.
4: Right. So, yeah, I mean, of course, um, yeah, you know, these kinds of symptoms as we get older, um, we like to look for like a single cause or something that's really easy. But often the problem is. Th- the very basics, number one being we've neglected sleep for a long time and now it's catching up to us. And number two, being if our metabolism is screwed up and you know it is statistically speaking, when we have ninety percent of adults who are at least insulin at least insulin resistant and half having either diabetes or prediabetes, chances are really good that you're not able to burn your own body fat. And this is why I just keep needing to bring up this topic. If we, if our cells are not capable of burning our body fat and the, like I say, when you're insulin resistant, it doesn't happen as easily as it should, your body fat's supposed to be giving you energy. So when we talk about fatigue, we really should not, we should start the conversation with The basics, sleep and where does energy come from? If you're getting your energy mostly from sugar and there's a few simple questions that you can ask yourself, like how do you feel when you're hungry? Can you skip a lunch? If you say you had your breakfast at eight and you didn't get lunch and now it's four in the afternoon, are you feeling hangry? Are you feeling like you're going to crash? That's because you can't burn your body fat. And that is so fundamentally important to health that it really needs to be one of the first things we consider before we tar- start talking about things that if you had a food allergy, um, it, you, you would probably know it because, you know, most food allergies, you feel something immediately, like when you have the food, right? Like uh, you you have hives or you get an asthma attack or you get an upset stomach. So uh, that and then this other idea of, well, should we supplement with hormones? These things seem like nice, quick fixes. But we get lost in the technology and it seems like we're doing something really important by sending out for a blood test, you're not going to get any, you know, real blood tests done for $200. If it's only that expensive, you're just going to get the very basic test that any doctor would do during a physical. Right. And if, in order to get the, uh, you know, food allergy testing that uh, you really should, that, which by the way, shouldn't even be done without taking a history. These tests were not validated in like to be standalone. They, a screen, they were designed a screening tests. They're yeah. not
1: screening tests, yeah,
4: right. Exactly. So, so there's a lot of folks selling these things because you can make an easy buck doing it, but it doesn't mean it's a good idea.
5: Benny, yeah. Piggybacking on Kate, you know, you, number one, you have to get your diet straight. If you're eating, you know, uh, seed oils. You know, we're talking about seed oils here. You know, uh, not good. If you're eating a lot of sugar, a lot of grains. Uh, That's one thing. She mentioned rest and sleep. No one is getting enough rest and sleep. The main reason for that is yes, I get it. You may have kids, you may have a wife, you might have two and three jobs. But the bottom line is if you're being honest with yourself, you have two and three screens in your face every night. And those (laughs) strobes from a cell phone or a pad or a laptop those strobes. Think about it. You can you can look at that cell phone and then close your eyes and you can still see the strobing going on. You can't see it when you're looking at it, but that's affecting your brain and you're not getting the proper amount of sleep. And sleep is not a wimpy thing. You know, that whole thing, you can sleep when you're dead and, blah, 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 and I'm going to live life. We need rest. We really do. And if you get the proper amount of sleep, you can operate at a high level. You look at people like Tom Brady, who and and Drew Brees. These guys are in their forties, and they're still kicking butt on the football field. Look, uh, uh, Brady might be banging a supermodel, but I bet you he's getting some sleep too. You know, th- these people are not—they're—they're not rock they're, they're they're not, not and roll lifestyle. Look what happens to rock and rollers. Look at any friend you have that might be a trucker that drives all night. Or a bartender that works until two or three in the morning. These yeah. people never look healthy ever. There's a reason for that. We're not nocturnal animals. Yeah. You need
1: the rest. I, I'm. So, uh, I'm gonna, uh, and, and, and wait, Anna to say something.
0: I was just going to say, Vin, to try to piggyback on that. Like, don't. And you guys can totally shoot me down. But it, would it make sense to address the diet and sleep thing for thirty to sixty days? first and then go uh, take the blood test or take the blood test, but fine. And then in four months after you've really troubleshoot, I I think, you know what I mean? Take another one if you can.
1: If I had to summarize what I'm hearing here, it would be exactly that, that get, get your sleep under control, get your stress under control, get your structure of your day under control, get your diet under control, which means no seed oil, limit carbohydrates. Uh, Maybe you guys, I'm going to have Andy give some, maybe some specific ideas to that. Uh, give that a while. Should I just like stand a few months next to this and, just uh, and keep then, it casual, and then get a thorough physical examination? <laughs> if you're still feeling fatigue, let me just tell you, uh, Vinny and Kate, I have I have a story I always tell, which is I used to work in a Alzheimer's nursing home, and when I first got there, I was sort of fishing around, looking at the patients, trying to figure out what the common, the common antecedents were. You know, I'm trying to figure out what causes Alzheimer's just casually, and I noticed. Um, on the side of all the men not the women but all the men's bedsides were pictures of them during their careers and they were i mean all of them admirals in the navy gigantic you know captains oh, of wow. industry mm-hmm. and so i i went to the families and i said wow they must have been they must be stress they must have been so stressed out and every family said the same thing no no he had no stress he had no stress he loved what he did he never slept <laughs> never slept. Yeah. They, they all said the same thing, no sleep. And that, so I thought I'm going to get some sleep as I get honestly. Over. I know. I I, I I try to get sleep now. Um, all right, so you go ahead. Give me some stuff.
0: Oh, okay. So here's the thing and and through Kate's work I've learned so much and Vinny's learned so much that even in the first The first printing of Eat Happy, the first one that came out in 2016, had grapeseed oil in a few of the recipes. Now it doesn't. I have the luxury of being able to revise stuff because I learned from Kate. So I always tell folks to stick to the, um, stick to olive oil, avocado oil, beef, tallow, butter. If you can tolerate the the dairies, get in there. And and I also wanted to address Jim's thing about, and I'm not a dude, So I don't know, but I am a woman and I am 46 years old and having to manage your hormones when you get to a certain age, if you're eating the standard American diet, it's not going to work. And I will say if you need any inspiration at all, you can actually Google, you know, keto or nsng and male hormones and you will see a lot of people's success stories with cutting stuff out of the diet and it improving their virility um and with women as well like it it, for me it was a game changer
1: yeah it made a big difference for me too and i i I sort i sort of moved towards the carnivore end of it just because it was easier for me that way right i could just sort of focus on the eggs and meat and cheese and not be Right. I know it didn't bother me. And it was the easiest diet I've ever done. I've been on it for years now. Uh, guys, I, I think we need to take a little break. Okay. Uh, Caleb, is that correct? Is that Okay. Um, and we will pick up right here. We will also get your calls going back again as quickly as I possibly can. Uh, one of the frustrations of um, call-in shows is trying to get to everybody's calls. And so I apologize if anybody is left on hold or I don't get to them. And uh, I am watching the restream uh there's a lot of interesting stuff here we're going to get more towards more into the weeds a little bit Vinny. i hope you'll help me when we come back on carnivore and sure. keto and just let's let, do a little primer for people on what these dietary issues are and then kate can kind of get into the weeds with us all right all right we'll do that and we'll be right absolutely back. okay the cbd industry is still pretty much the wild west when it comes to claims and criticisms The science is catching up with the industry. We will have clinical science soon enough. And there seems to be an overwhelmingly positive response these days to CBD's efficacy. We've all heard the reports. And luckily, our good friends at Social CBD are raising the industry testing standards. They like to say they are test-obsessed. Social CBD works closely with their suppliers and multiple third-party labs to ensure you are getting exactly the package that they say you are getting high quality cbd with 0.0 thc and social cbd wants you to be skeptical that's why they put a qr and batch code on every package this allows you to check all the test results for your product not general testing the product the one the specific batch you bought and while social CBD broad spectrum products are available in a range of formulations, each of which is clearly described, so you can make an informed decision without all that hype and promises that sound too good to be true. To learn more, go to drdrew.com/socialCBD. That is my website, drdrew.com/socialCBD. For a limited time, you can save twenty percent at checkout with the code DRDREW. Now let's get back to the show. Needles have increasingly become a part of everyday life. Proper disposal is both difficult and expensive. We have the solution. Simpler, safer, affordable, and fulfills the obligation to protect our environment. A single stick with something like this means tracking down the user. It means blood test for the person's stock. It means possibly medication for an extended period of time. Needle sticks are devastating. No more, incinerate the needle. Needle goes in this port. It's over, done, needle gone. We all have loved ones who use needles. Keep their home safe. Medical offices are loaded with sharps. We are using ancient technology to protect our patients, our staff, ourselves. You know what needle sticks do. You know the cost and the devastation psychologically and physically potentially from a needle stick. Eliminate that completely. Stop using ancient technology. Sand MIDI. It will solve your problems. Find out more at NeedleDestructionDevice.com. Uh, I am here with Kate Shanahan, Vinny Tordrich, and of course, Anna Vocino. Anna's book is Eat Happy 2 and yes. also Eat Happy. Uh, Kate's new book, <clears throat> Fat Burn Fix. Uh, let's show those books if we can. And uh, Vinny Tordrich, of course, the documentary is fat. So Vinny, we talked uh, before the break about <clears throat> some advice, uh, some basic uh, parameters of what it is we're talking about here, NSNG.
5: Yeah, I was still busy writing down gas station dick pills from that <laughs> yeah, last I know, bag right? you I'm fascinated. If you have if
0: any I have
5: questions, ever start I can that garage band, band.
0: don't do
1: it, Vinny. Don't look, do it. Look what happened to yeah. Lamar, Lamar Odom with that stuff.
5: Oh boy! Look, if I can end up in, in the chicken ranch or whatever it's called over in Vegas, if I take some gas station dick pills, I think I would be okay. Um, Yeah, you know, we have all these terms now, Drew. We have uh, keto, we have carnivore, we have um, NSNG, we have Atkins, we call it low-carb, we call it all of these things, and people want to know what the differences are. Uh, The differences are very, very few. Uh, The problem is, depending on what you're calling it, it can have a problem. So one of the first names that came out, well, Atkins was the first to come out with a name, and... (laughs) and what dr atkins was talking about was great and if we could have stuck with that we would have been fine but he he slipped on a cube of ice and died and whoever sold the brand to you know big whatever and all of a sudden there were atkins bars and atkins shakes and nothing but crappy
1: keto yeah yeah
5: Keto did the same thing. Well, no one owned keto, so anyone could put keto in any product. I see keto products that are 100 percent carbohydrate now. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it's crazy. So now we have the you know we have the same problem. Uh, Paleo, you know, Paleo started off as a good thing. Eat whatever was around in the Paleolithic era, and then people started bastardizing that. Um, That's why you know I actually own the NSNG trademark, and you know people come to me. I don't want to exaggerate and say on a daily basis, but definitely on a weekly basis. And I could have been a very wealthy man by now just by giving that NSNG, those four letters to a product to get it printed on a product. And the reason I haven't done that yet is because I can't guarantee what this company is going to do with the product down the road. Right. They can't give my attorneys that guarantee. I won't let what I have become the next keto or paleo or Atkins or whatever the brand may be. It causes, you know, all, all, everyone, it becomes conflated and everyone is just running scared going, well, this is a product I can have. It says keto. I tell everyone the same thing. If it's got one ingredient, if it says butter, you can eat it. If it says "meat," you can eat it. If it says broccoli," you can eat it. If it says, you, know, you name it, one ingredient, and if and if you if your packaging sounds like anything when you're opening it, you're not eating it, except for maybe bacon. you, you know you shouldn't be opening a package to eat your food, right? There's no bars out there well, that you can eat.
0: Even bacon can be confusing to people because bacon is oftentimes cured with salt <laughs> and sugar put on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so so people get but that's one of the most common questions that we get is like what about this bacon it has sugar but it says zero carbs on the nutritional yeah. label. And just so you guys know when you cure stuff you're literally packing it in the sugar and the salt and then hopefully they've wiped it off. If it's maple bacon, please yeah. don't eat the maple bacon because that's just sugar bacon. Right. But oftentimes yeah. you will see sugar in the ingredients because they're disclosing what they cure it in. Okay, great.
4: And cool. You want to make sure to avoid cool, cool. nitrates Thanks. too, if you
0: can.
5: There's a little delay. It's not, oh, it's okay. not him being passive aggressive. No, he's quite capable of that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, me, passive aggressive, never. No, Anna, aggressive Anna's is correct. And, you know, Anna and I sitting side by side doing that show. We, we've done over 1,500 shows now on the, the fitness the Fitness Confidential podcast, and we've heard it all. We've seen it all. You know, at one time, there, there an NSNG ladies group on, on Facebook. And years and years ago, I was the only guy in it. These women were trying to figure out rates. So one of them started by saying, hey, my doctor told me I need carbohydrates. And, uh, <laughs> and I saw this discussion going on. Well, maybe I should eat pizza twice a week. Or maybe I should have pasta once a day or whatever. So I let it go on for a, a day or two. And then I jumped in there and said... Yeah, you should have carbohydrates, eat some broccoli, eat some cauliflower, eat some kale. Eat. They didn't want to hear not that. Not the answer
0: they were looking for. Right.
5: Yeah, that, they, they, they were trying to find a different way. And everyone, if it, I, I feel like Jeff Foxworthy when I do this, but <laughs> if you start looking for a way to, to beat your diet, you're not going to lose weight. I should come up with about a hundred of those. You know, I'd probably go on the road with that. <laughs>
0: Vinny taught me really early on that this that he identified this phenomenon that happened in my brain. I'm sure a lot of people who've been on perpetual diets, that thing where you kind of eat around the food. Like I would do a, 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 a program, an online famous program. Okay. Right. I don't know if I can say brand names, so I don't want to like out anybody, but I would do, and you would basically eat a trough of spinach so that you could have the tiny brownie. You know what I mean? Like it's a, you eat around the foods uh, and then you're always just thinking like, when can I have that thing? Yeah. And one of the most freeing things about NSNG is that when you get, you know, fat adapted, you're not thinking about, oh, can I just have that one little bite of brownie? It doesn't right. torture you.
1: Well, i will okay to address that, that fat adapted idea. Because I, I feel very different in my relationship with, with uh, Appetite.
4: Well, then you hit the nail on the head when you said that people, you know, find a way to eat around the diet, because I've seen it so many times, people start a diet, like even whether it's gluten or keto or whatever, and they don't know what to eat. So they hardly eat anything. And they're like, wow, this diet works great because I'm losing weight. And and then they do start to burn, you know, their body fat, right? So that, that's, that, that's always good, whatever uh, is the cause. But then they start to feel like, oh, well, the, maybe the diet's not working for me anymore because... After a couple months, they've learned all these, they found all these like snack products. So they start snacking and even just snacking between meals. I, I try to tell people that there's no such thing as a healthy snack because how often do you get to burn your body fat? Even if you eat three meals a day, right? You just have maybe a few hours at the most, but if you're eating and snacking between meals. So part of fat adaptation is is, uh, you know, not only that you are burning, your the, the fat adaptation really means that you are successfully burning your body fat. But when you start out with an insulin level of 16 and you actually, your your body tissue doesn't even release fat to be burned until your insulin level drops down to 5 and it, then it's optimal at 2.5 you are almost never going to easily be burning your body fat unless you're really seriously calorie restricting. And it's going to feel terrible because you're going to get hungry between meals. So part of that adaptation is just you lose your hunger, your energy I- improves. And that's like the simplest test there is to know how healthy your metabolism is. is Do you feel more energetic when you go 6, seven, eight, 10 hours between meals or less? Because the answer really is supposed to be more.
5: To, to jump on top of that, Kate, you know, I, I, it's funny, I, I do these consults and people always say, why do you still do the consults? I say, so it's the only time I get to be in touch with people. And I often hear, you know, everybody's into the new thing for the past year has been I am intermittent fasting. Mm. And they'll be very proud to tell me, they'll say, hey, man, I intermittent fast. I'm on sixteen eight, man, I, you know, and the whole thing. And then the conversation will start with, so what do I eat when I get on an airplane? And I'll say, well, how long are your flights? And I'll say, anywhere from three to four hours. And I'll say, well, wait a minute. Why don't you just intermittent fast when you're on the plane? (laughs) Why do you have to have, what is it about getting on an airplane where people feel like they have to eat the crappiest food in the world? Because that's exactly, even when the food was good back in the 70s, it was crappy food. Yeah, uh, you know, again, full of seed oils and everything else. So yep. it, it it all drives me nuts because everyone's looking for that out.
1: Yeah, Amanda's. Uh, I'm watching the restream. Says goodbye to my keto brownies. Ke-
0: I know. I do not trust the keto By the brownies. way, the keto brownie is made with usually what I like to call butt sugar, which is a mixture of monk fruit and erythritol that tastes not that great. If we're being honest, let's be honest. Keto brownies have this aftertaste. Where you're like, what is that? That should not be consumed and then it'll make you shit your pants or have something
1: <laughs> untoward but, but to be happen fair, to be fair Vinny I bet you'd say eat your damn keto brownie but that's that's carbohydrates
5: yeah no actually that's not I mean, I'm always telling people look uh, your friend Adam Carolla always puts me on the spot with that you know yeah. and he'll go yeah, yeah yeah you just tell me when I hear I just want to have <laughs> something you know?" and I am want a casserole you know, if you want to have something, <laughs> just have have what it is you want to have. Don't eat around what you want to have.
1: Right. He, sure. he, you know, he the other said, day said, don't he, get the yogurt, get the ice cream. Right. Don't, don't yeah, just you. have yeah. the ice
5: cream and call yeah. it a day. And, and get the best ice cream you can get. Get the ice cream that's got cream and sugar in it. Right. And again, going back to what Kate says, if it's got 20 ingredients in it, it's not ice cream. We all made it as a kid. We all churned that big thing. I don't know if they even have that anymore. There was cream and sugar in there, and some strawberries, and right. that was it.
1: But a, a lot of us, a lot of us, are prone to excess, uh, and I, I was having mm-hmm. a little bit of a struggle with this diet. Um, Vinny and I we face to face about a month ago, and he went, "How much of that cream are you drinking?" I went, "I don't know, all, all day." <laughs> the heavy cream is <laughs> the heavy what gets people every day. time. What's the big deal, and and Do I look, have look, cut look. back, and that was the problem. Uh, although that to, did it, huh? Yeah, ninety percent. Although I'm learning from Kate now, the last ten percent is are the nuts that I eat as a snack. The
0: the, and the nuts and the cream are what the number one thing, and it might not yeah. make you necessarily gain a bunch of weight, but it will certainly prevent.
1: It just does. I I I know what you got. What Kate was just talking about that thing of feeling better when you're fasting and feeling great all the time i know that feeling now and i crave it all the time yeah and, and when i'm not getting it i feel off i feel like huh what am i doing wrong uh this is pinsky is getting me some what that comes now. from is ketones
4: i mean i, I think you know I, I, I that what it's coming from is the, the keto diet one thing that a lot of people talk about is that you're producing ketones because you're eating fat but that's not true. You're producing ketones when you burn your own body fat, and and that's it. You don't produce ketones out of dietary fat that you just ate. You only produce ketones. your liver only makes it because your hormones are only arrayed such that you, they can even pr- produce these ketones. You don't. Fat doesn't contain ketones, right? Like the fat that we eat. Right. It's our liver has to make it from scratch, and and that only happens when we when we burn our own body fat and it's like our brain's favorite are you guys hearing me?
1: We're hearing you yeah. yeah. yeah yeah I can, I can hear you uh, fine. I want we're starting
5: through dairy allergies
4: me. and coffee over Yeah here.
1: we're literally getting coffee. So <laughs> <laughs> we're with you. Oh
4: <laughs> great. Um so yeah. So anyway, so ket your brain loves ketones more than it even loves sugar. I know. So I'm
1: aware of uh, it. I that's can tell why man we- <laughs> I was blown away day three when I went to this diet. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Thank this you. is phenomenal. And,
5: and Drew, I, I don't yeah. know if you, uh, Kate, you probably know this because your ear is to the ground more than, than most. Um, Dr. Veach uh, just passed away a couple of days ago, the, the godfather of ketones and, and what ketones can do for you. As a matter of fact, Drew, you'll be interested to know that he learned from Dr. Kreb, the Krebs cycle guy, Oh,
1: interesting. the guy who
5: figured out know, how the Krebs cycle actually worked. Fascinating. Uh, Veach passed away at 84. Um and I just I just had Dominic DiAgostino on the podcast again. It's going to be coming up in about two weeks on a Friday. And we were talking about that very thing. You know, everyone wants to take, you know, the exogenous ketones. Now you, on the market, there's ketone salts and there's ketone esters. And we were getting into to the the weeds about that and how that works. And as I always tell everyone on Twitter on a daily basis, You can go buy some ketones, but if you're doing 20 things wrong and you think you're going to take a few ketone salts or a ketone ester at 30 bucks a pop, good luck with any of this working. You you can't. Outrun a bad diet. You can't. Well, hold take- on,
0: Vin. There, it's marketed because I'm the one. I'm the, I'm the the layperson here, and I'm the one that right. that kind of stuff <clears throat> is marketed to. And I remember when they became super hot a few years ago, and I know they keep cycling back around. But they say if you can't get into ketosis, you take one of these, and then boom, you're in in ketosis. That's how, but that's how they market them. Well, and we don't know, but, so we're with, like, with,
1: okay, with food products. You got to over the counter supplements are considered foods and therefore they can say just about anything they want kate more that's to a about
5: whole that? podcast that's a whole different show for a different day uh but kate will be the first to tell you you can't just take a ketone and start you you know look adam when you first started doing an sng and you were peeing on a stick you didn't even have a millimolar scale you know, a blood scale right now uh, I do. you were like, yeah. oh my God, I'm at deep purple. It's deep purple. Deep, deep very purple. And then when it started clearing up a bit, you were like, wait, depressing. I'm falling out of ketosis. Yeah. And I said, no, you're not. Your body is just learning to use, use mm-hmm. those ketone bodies as energy. So good on you.
0: <laughs> well, you know, now what, I know okay? I have this, the thing that says if I'm at uh, between exactly. 1.5 and 3, but I can still pee and it's light pink on the stick. So, you know, right? and I don't, te- by the way, I don't test a lot because it may it, it for me it's crazy making it's like i like to get the what, information but not like yeah, constantly see, i
1: don't like i don't like you know kind of stuff i can't have time for that dr I mean, life- drew does saying, not uh, have time for that okay
4: <laughs> <laughs> you can some people have um kidneys that will start reabsorbing their ketones more efficiently, right? So, when you first start burning your body fat and producing ketones, they're kind of a new thing to the kidneys. They don't have the receptors to reabsorb it. And some people get disappointed because they feel like, oh, I'm not I'm not producing ketones because my P-strip doesn't turn the right color anymore. But actually... Um, your body may be just hanging on to them more efficiently, right? Because they're valuable. So that's what the kidneys are supposed to do is get rid of the bad stuff and hang on to the good stuff. So after a few weeks, a lot of people just don't peek the ketones out anymore. Um, and then the other thing that can happen is, that we don't even really uh, have a way of measuring is, so forget about producing ketones. Your brain actually can run fine on fat, some, there's some evidence that the brain actually can use fat and doesn't even need for your liver to produce ketones. And so the, that's why I said that the real test isn't a blood test. It's not a P test. It's how do you feel? Can you go for a long time yeah. without getting hungry? Do you feel more energized You know, as you get to that 12 hour mark? Uh, that's really the real test because when it comes down to it with diet and health, we, we have to be able to have the energy to not want a snack, right? Because yep. if you want if you are getting tired and you know that snacks gonna make you feel better, all the willpower in the world is going to give out eventually. so the the real the real issue is how do you feel? and that's the most important thing to to be asking ourselves. yep,
1: uh, it's it's hungry. So in the that's book, actually, I have fatigue. workshops. You have workshops? Tell us about that. Tell about the workshops.
4: I misspoke. I meant to say I have worksheets in the book that help you gauge your progress towards having less hunger and less hypoglycemia symptoms. So the symptoms are – there's a name for all the 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 symptoms. I cannot wait for this book. I'm very excited. excited.
1: Caleb, show the book again. Is it out yet?
4: It's coming up? It's going to be on March 24th. Great. Pre-order it, people. Okay,
1: you guys, I've got some can very, very challenging calls I really want to get to. They're not diet calls, but I feel like I'm, I need to get to people. Um, Susan, uh, you, need to, you may have to follow up on what I'm about to say here. Okay. Um, that sounds Shawn, intense. Do I need I, a pen? Well, no, there's a couple of callers I'm not going to get to, but I want to give them some advice right now. One is Sean, mm-hmm. and Sean, that that what you're describing. I don't want to get into it because it's a rather serious symptom you're talking about. The the it, it's about ringing in the ears, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. can be a sign of what's called an acoustic neuroma, which is a tumor on the on the nerve to the ear from the from the brain, and that has to be taken care of. That has to be taken care of. So please see somebody about Shawn. that neurologist. Yes, um, tinnitus. Hope- yeah, the Bashant. Uh, he's a young man, and and trust me, this is a very treatable deal. But you got to get to it. You got to get to it. Let's put it this way: you got to make sure if somebody's got to look at your ear, examine ear, just like Kate said, examine everything. But based on what you're describing, you, you may need to see a neurologist also. Uh, Brian asked a question. I will have Kate answer, and then I'm going to go to some some really challenging calls also. Brian asked, "What is the true number of calories one should have in a day?" Kate, is there such a thing?
4: Well, yes, actually, <laughs> calories do matter quite a bit, and uh, the the answer depends on how much you're ac- how active you are, your height, and your age, and the online calculators. I think they're you know there's a bazillion of them. You can Google them, and that gives you kind of a starting point. So uh, just to give you give you an example when uh, like for me for myself I'm a 50 something female and I'm around 55 and I almost do almost no exercise. So the only I only get like 1400 calories per day. Mm. And if I don't exercise and I eat more than that, I notice that I start gaining weight. And when I do these kind of things with uh these kind of exercises with my patients and i go through about how much they're eating um i feel like the online calculators really are a good they're pretty good in okay. terms of giving you a ballpark
1: All Right. So the, so the number of calories so brian should go to one of the online calculators And just to wrap it up if he, he's 30 years old let's say he's a 70 kilogram man give me a number
4: i'd i'd, I'd be totally guessing because uh, i i mean the average person is around 2000 and a 70 kilogram man is somewhere around, you know, 25. the average person. So yeah, tw- that would be
1: something like that. Okay. That's, that makes sense to me. And an 1800 would be restrictive, right?
4: Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is they say unless you're restricting by, you know, three to four hundred calories, you don't really notice weight loss in the time frame that you want. Like, which I think is around two, you know, two weeks. Right. After two weeks, most people kind of start giving up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They haven't seen results.
1: Uh, (laughs) All right. Now I'm going to get some uh, I'm going to take some (laughs) calls here directly myself. And uh, Joel, hang on. I see that's an interesting question there. You've got about diet sodas. Uh, so Kate and Vinny get wind up. For bring those. it on. <laughs> uh, right now gonna go to Becky. Becky, go ahead. And, 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 uh, and
8: hi, can you Caleb, hear me okay?
1: I do hear you Caleb, I think this is just me. So let me look directly to Kay, to Becky. Go ahead, Becky. Um.
8: Okay, so' I'm, I'm currently 42. I am married been married 20 years. I have a 12 year old daughter. Molested when I was 11. And um I would hide in my my friend's bedroom and lock myself in there after the molest would occur. Um and I decided I just had to take care of it myself, because my parents were making the sign texting um you. I would wear several pants. I'm sorry.
1: Well I'm here. I'm here. We're just, we're here uh, Caleb, we're still here in, Okay. okay. Uh, Vinny and Caleb's I've never, uh, and uh Katie's okay. Go ahead. Okay.
8: Uh, pairs of pants my mom, in the summer and my mom wouldn't notice. I would burn myself with lighters, nobody was noticing. Right. So I just decided I gotta take care of it myself. Right. I ended up becoming a DA and I specialized in prosecuting child molest rape and porn cases in my head thinking and by the way I never told anybody about my molest Right. Uh, thinking that I was going this was kind of therapeutic for me and I'm gonna make a difference. Right. Well when I turned forty I was watching a series of porn that was extremely aggressive. Um and I called diaper porn and it and um I just started crying. I've never cried before in any of my trials or in, in anything. I was very good at disassociating. And, um, and I couldn't just continue anymore. I began drinking, began disappearing, I started using cocaine. Met hold new hold on, in San Hang on uh, Becky. We have, a, yes.
1: we have a general problem here with our stream, very quickly. I, I see it. I, I see. Oh, uh, can people yeah, hear me course. now? Hold on a second. Okay. Uh, so, Becky was telling us a t- uh, this story about having been sexually abused at age 11 waking up to some of this thinking that she was, uh, managing it by, by prosecuting other child molesters and then suddenly had an emotional rush. And I imagine breakdown after that, Becky as well. Yes. I did. Yeah.
8: I, uh, yes. I began drinking extremely, Uh used cocaine, met new friends, disappeared from my family for days, realized, wow, this is not a midlife crisis. There's something very wrong with me. Right. Um, Filed for FMLA to my psychiatrist. My work ended up firing me, which added to my PTSD of, of trusting others and no one's going to take care of me. I'm
3: okay.
8: um, unable to work, can't, can't do the dishes. This is my issue. My aunt and my grandma both died this week. They were the two people that were non judgmental. Okay. My mother is a lot about appearances, so I'm weird to her right now. I'm in kind of an embarrassment. And um, I'm scared of my own self.
1: I'm right. Okay, so of my brain. Okay, so Becky, what what let's think Hello. about it. Hang on now. So the way to think about it is hmm? the, the part you're afraid of is a part that you don't have access to right now, right? Which is the traumatized self. It, right. it it's way off there it was driving all the drinking, driving the using, driving the behaviors. You you know it's there now. You're acknowledging it. It it needs to get attention and that integrated into the rest of your central nervous system. So you said you had a psychiatrist. you have a trauma specialist working with you?
8: I've been in EMDR for a year now. Okay. And it just doesn't seem like it's moving fast enough. Hmm. I don't know. if I wanted to do DMC. Skylar Stone had tried to get me into Mexico, but my bar license is to be issue. Okay. I, um,
1: don't do, don't go so that far. Wait, wait, I wait, wait. I have a, Susan, I have a psychiatrist. Okay, where are you calling from? California.
9: I'm calling
1: from California. Yeah, you, you would you be you're, you're obviously willing to travel for this. You were going to go to Mexico and that kind of thing. L- let me Susan, let's get her in touch. With, do anything. Okay. The, we have a psychiatrist that uses hallucinogens for trauma therapy who's extremely cautious and extremely careful and she's a she's a psychiatrist and a psychoanalyst and, and I trust her. And so Su- Susan, are you with me? Okay. Yeah. Can you get Well, I'm going to put you on hold Becky, and we're going to try to get you
2: i have her phone number
1: okay so give it to becky go back in the in the screening area and give it to becky and uh your,
2: your phone number your email or the which doctor are you talking about the
1: one the one we talked to during the ketamine hallucin- yes
2: ketamine, ketamine and mdma she's in new york
1: yes that's her so give and, and she may know people out here that she can refer to becky but go if you wouldn't mind either give it to can you go into the screening room yeah okay okay, okay good now, uh, thank you guys for. We have another tough one coming up here, so let me deal with that.
0: This is why I love uh, Drew. He helps people. It's awesome. I, I love it. I love, I try, it. I love it. I try.
1: I try. Cheryl, go ahead.
0: Hi.
9: Um, okay, so I'm calling because uh, my ex husband um, told me that his son um, killed his mother, and, the, and he feels that the reason why is because he had been taking care of his son um, for quite a while, and. He told his son, I can't do this anymore. You have to find a way to take care of yourself, get a job, yada, yada. So the son told him, if you don't send me my money today, there'll be consequences. And the the young man went, the next day and killed his his grandmother, which is my husband's mother. My question to you guys is, this happened back on June 15th of last year, but this guy, my husband is, traumatized by it. this as one of the family. Your and he's not willing to go and get help and okay. I don't know what to do either. Okay, okay, okay. so, so
1: this is your ex husband? Yep. Okay. Uh first yes, of all I am I am horrible. I'm so sorry. What a what a mess. Uh your this so this was your this was sort of a stepson of yours, would he, would that be accurate? No,
9: no, wasn't my stepson. He and I haven't been married since the um, like 2000 or something, no, I mean, since uh, I'm sorry, since the 90s. Um, this was he and I divorced, and he um, remarried someone else, had a child, and I did
1: okay, got it. So okay, this, so, so this, son, the you, this yeah. son is this yeah. young man is not related to you in any way, he's a criminal. He, no. things, he's not a criminal, he's not a criminal.
9: You say, Is he a criminal? Yeah. I'm sorry. What is your
1: question? Well, I said this young man. Is, I, hear, been, I didn't hear you, Doctor. Yeah, I hear you. This young man, unfortunately, is a criminal. You didn't know that, but he's a—he's not a good—he's not an okay person. He killed his grandmother. Uh, now I don't know if he did it in some sort of drug-related right. whatever, or if he had, was in a psychotic state. I—I I don't know. But it seemed premeditated. He told your ex-husband it's going to happen, and then it happened. And that, to me, is as bad as egregious as somebody can be of course your ex-husband is going to be traumatized. Um, does he have any close friends? Is there any way we could get him like to a 12-step meeting or anything sort of that doesn't seem like medical care to him?
9: Well, he, um, he's a truck driver, and he, he refuses to get help. That's why I'm calling because I don't know what to do. He thinks that he's okay, but he's drinking more. Yeah. You know, and he's isolating himself from people. He doesn't have friends. You know he does have a family, and he he goes back to the house where they found his mom. You know when he's not on the road, he stays there yeah. in the same house, and he doesn't want to live. I don't even know if that's good to be there.
1: And and are you living near him, or is he far away? So he from has,
9: you? I don't li- I don't live near him. I live in Virginia. He lives in, in um, Alabama. All
1: right, okay. So, he's a- so Cheryl, here here unfortunately is the reality of what you're dealing with here. Uh, You, especially at the distance that you're maintaining with him, there is not really much you can do. The only thing you can ever do with somebody in a situation like this is use law enforcement Ah, to try to motivate him to go get care. At a distance, if you find out that he's driving his truck intoxicated or you even suspect it, call law enforcement. Have them pick him up before he kills himself and somebody else. That will motivate him eventually to do something. If he is distrusting of the medical system, which I understand why he might be, there are 12-step meetings available on every corner. Now, you can help him get closer to doing that by going to a program called Al-Anon. And in fact, taking care of yourself is all you can do. That's why we have this program called Al-Anon. It's free. Look it up. Al-Anon, A-L-A-N-O-N al-anon go get a sponsor and they will be a group that then you can use as support in dealing with him they just like you called me you can call the people in your group and you can ask for advice and you can use them in your corner this is a big thing you're fighting and you cannot do it alone you must get other people in your corner and with this program called al-anon There are people there whom other people have helped, and so they're willing to help you. They'll be there for you because somebody was there for them, and it's free and it works and has the highest potential of helping you get through to your ex-husband. Okay, let me get my panel back. Hi. How about that? Hi, Anna. Um,
0: I'm worried because Uh has there been
5: another sound problem?
0: Sound issue? Uh. Are we back with the sound?
5: Yep. We've been okay, in and great. out a little bit. I can hear. I can hear everyone right. now. So okay, sorry
1: about that little, um, I had to do a little uh, sidebar that here to great. take care of some calls. That was awesome. Um, but And it was a little off topic, but I, hope, I thank you guys for um, permitting me to do that. There, I, I saw those two sitting there. I was like, oh my goodness, we got to deal with yep. this. Yep. Um, so before the break, we were uh, getting into the weeds a bit, uh, were we not? About. We were. Uh, and somebody, I have some, uh, we, somebody asked some questions here that I want to get to. Go ahead. I, oh, Diet Soda. True, really quick. Yes, Diet ma'am.
2: Soda. Dr. Vaid from the Ketamine Training Center. Yes. She doesn't take new patients, but would you recommend the Ketamine Training Center?
1: Would I be willing to? I, I would. I would take her recommendations. I trust her. So if she's saying that's an adequate resource, then fine. Okay. I, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm talk- I am I want a, a psychiatrist, psychoanalyst doing trauma <clears throat> therapies. Okay. I mean, that's what I was looking so for. So you want a
2: recommendation from her? For from her course.
1: for somebody that at her caliber. Okay. 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 Um, okay, Kate, what about negative impacts of diet soda?
4: I think the worst thing that it could possibly do is if it's sweet, it will just sustain your desire for sweetness and suppress your ability to Taste the flavors of healthy food, especially vegetables. Mm. That's the worst thing I can say about
1: it. Now, why do you say so? Second worst. Wait, thing. wait hold on. Hold it affects
0: on. your palate. Uh, You're, and uh, listen, I, I feel like I have the benefit of having a well-developed palate, because it helps me write recipes, mm. but uh, one thing that also helps that <laughs> is having an autoimmune called celiac, which makes me very sensitive to everything. And, and I will say that the, the, the diet sodas, which I feel like, you know, I went to Emory in the 90s, and I, what I, I drank diet sodas, had Camel Lights, and uh, ate Dunkin' Donuts Whoa. as like my daily thing.
1: Wow, the trifecta. The, the
0: trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I gotta say, then changing the diet over the years, which by the way, I, then I, I was pregnant not smoking, but still having diet sodas,
1: of course. You
0: know, because that was just that's what you drink. You drink diet Coke or whatever.
1: I was way into it.
0: I know, and and then when you give it up, and then you, your taste buds come alive. But I have, I feel like over the years, Vinny and I have watched people quit diet sodas, and it's mm-hmm. almost tougher than giving up like chips or it, it's tough.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. or cookies. I, I, I had to stop it because I developed uh, a, the, the citric acid in uh, carbonated drinks cause reflux. So I had really bad reflux. In fact, yep. when I was on the mass singer, I had it was one of the things I had to treat was my reflux. And the first thing to go was coffee and carbonated drinks, and that was when I wow. stopped diet soda for reals. Even though Vinny's been on me about that for years.
5: Uh huh. It's, it's uh, the devil's juice. Uh, I, I started yelling about diet sodas I thought he said the devil's back juice. when I was... Oh, first.
1: <laughs> and by the way, Vinny, there's a couple calls here for some conch talk. I don't have the conch picture, unfortunately, oh, we did. handy. Oh, we're going to lose we, out we today. We put it up.
5: And by the way, I don't know if people know this about Drew, but if you walk through his house, he has conch shells everywhere, which is like... It's the den of iniquity for a guy like me to and walk through that house. Vinny instinctively all of these just conch covers shells. his junk with them. It's I just needed to
1: do it to taunt yeah. him. I knew he'd come visit, and, no yeah. left over and I look around.
5: I, I thought it was a joke when I went to Drew's house. It's like, <laughs> do they have conch shells everywhere because I'm coming over? Oh, yeah. or? because, as you know, Drew, you you just walk into his house. No one greets you. You walk no. in and you go upstairs. A couple of dogs might come out and say hi to you. Um, uh, no, the diet sodas, you know, the first time someone told me back in 1981, it was a girl named Janie Friedland. I figured, you know, to get diet advice, why not go to a Jewish girl at Tulane? And I said, Janie, what do you girls do to lose weight? You know, I was trying to figure this whole thing out because I was going through exercise physiology and nutrition, and she goes, oh, we we drink something called Tab, and we take Dexatrim. <laughs> oh. And I went, oh, okay. Oh. So, um... I tried a, dab, a, a Tab and a Dexatrim, and I almost jumped out of my skin. <laughs> and that's when I started I, I started going down the rabbit hole right then. But the one thing I said was, even though this is zero calories is what they were calling Tab, and then uh, the Coca-Cola company started calling it Diet Coke and then Coke Zero and all this different stuff, <clears throat> is that when you when you remove... an atom from a molecule is still the same thing our brains are not complex enough to tell the difference between sugar and equal or sugar and saccharin and sugar and uh, any you know sucralose or any of the stuff is just not good it's not going to work out and if you have a problem look i don't know if a person on a daily basis that does not brag about the amount of, of diet soft drinks they drink. Uh, so, you know, look, it's like going to a, a fire and seeing a bunch of firemen rolling up the hoses and, and then blaming the every, every time I see a fire, there's a fireman there. Right, blaming the you fireman, know, right. Every time I see a fat person, I see a, a Coke. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's got to go away. It's got to stop because, you know, you talk about carcinogens. You talk about, you know, Kate was talking earlier, seed oils and this and that when you have 20 things in that 12 ounce can, <laughs> you're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: All I know is that I have this N equals one experiment that was my mother. And my mother is a Southern woman, was a Southern woman brought <coughs> up you drank a uh, Coke or diet Coke, no water. That's it. That's all you drank. So she had diet Coke forever and ever and ever. And she had kidney failure shortly before Oof. she passed away. And she said to me, I talked to her. She's like, well, my, my mama said, Don't, stop drinking all those Diet Cokes. They're going to make your kidneys go.
3: Mm.
0: Now, again, this is like <laughs> Southern woman folklore. This is not like medical stuff. But she said yeah. that to me. And then I was like, well, maybe you should stop them. That didn't happen. But I, I just feel like so strongly against them, but obviously I lost my mother. So I'm like, no Diet Cokes. They're bad for did you. She die of renal failure? No, she had, uh, she went in for a valve replacement surgery mm. and did not wake up. She got a MRSA infection, but like, oh, honestly, boy. her organ systems were not in good shape. She yeah. also had celiac. She, you know, hell, it was one hell. of those things where she was not prepared for what could go down at the hospital. How old was she? 71. Oh yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah. Drew, is this the photo you were talking about with the shells? Uh-oh. Oh, did you find it?
1: Uh-oh. Yes, there it is, We have it. Oh, we have it. Look at those
5: I hate whoever like found
1: that. <laughs> and he's
2: holding up one of your seashells, Drew. He's
1: got a uh, yeah. It's not even a conch. It's a volute.
2: That was a really long time.
1: What is that table? It's that a really long time him? ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, when
2: he was here with the conch, we gave him. A, we'll give you a conch on the way out, Anna. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> Just what I've
2: always wanted. <laughs>
1: really funny that's uh, awesome all right so let me get back to the callers here one second here i'm having all i'm uh, susan again people are asking about the name of that psychiatrist we uh, we worked with on the uh hallucinogen project
2: dr gita vaid VAID. V-
1: V-A-I-D,
2: but she doesn't take new patients. I
1: understand. VA but she's ID. part of
2: the Ketamine Training in- Institute. Wait, okay. I think that's the name of it.
1: And that was at Columbia, right?
2: Uh, she's in New York, yes.
1: I, well, don't say yes. Look she's it up, in New York. A... I
2: don't know if she's part of Columbia. I can't remember off the top of Ketamine my head. Ketamine
1: Training Institute. Yeah, well,
2: let me double check Go down that. the rabbit hole. Y'all find it
0: because... I don't know. I I've I've seen some friends and some people I'm married to have some very good results working with psychiatrists and um mm-hmm. doing and trauma. Mm.
1: She uh-huh. oh, with, okay. the tra- with the I'm hallucinogen just
2: trying to get therapist. The name of it. yep. it's called sh- the it. That's where she works or that's the part of the she's a MAPS therapist. So right. she works private pac- practice but she's not taking
1: Maybe. But she will know. But she know knows people. there yeah.
2: are people who can help.
1: Uh, I just texted her. I'll
2: hopefully, get um, a word back where to send back.
1: Aaliyah wanted to comment on Fountain House uh, and uh, Clubhouse models. Yes, Aaliyah, lots of Clubhouse models. In fact, the Trieste model is going to open in Hollywood. The problem in California is the people on the street won't go. They won't go, and the laws in California prevent anyone from urging, motivating, coercing, motive, anything to get people into treatment until they're dead. That's it. Or they say, I'm gonna kill myself or someone else, and as soon as they decide that's not what they wanna do anymore, they have to be let out again. It's a disaster. This is not lack of housing, not lack of money, not lack of these sort of clubhouse models. There's the um, Haven House model. We, we had a long uh, podcast a couple weeks ago with, Dr., with Mr. Marbut from the Haven House uh and that's not the problem the problem is the ability to get people into treatment there's lots of facilities coming online they're going to be empty if we don't do something with uh The loss is just my little sidebar about homelessness that i always.
5: Yeah, Drew, Drew, when you were still doing Midday Live, you had the guy on, the mayor of San Diego, and I I might be making up that part of it. He's got a great program going on. He's the only
1: city in California that has reduced homelessness, and guess how they're doing it? Treating mental health. But it's a very small percentage. It's like, you know, single digits. If we want to have real. But it works,
5: right? The model works. Of course,
1: it works. Of course, treating people that are mentally ill works. Treatment works. Um, okay. Um... All right, you guys. I'm I'm overwhelmed by all this stuff. There's here. a lot. There's, there's a lot going I'm, I'm on. I'm looking
0: over his shoulder. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, I'm sorry. My my <laughs> eyes are down a lot today because there's a lot going on on the stream. There's a lot going on with your guys' calls. Um,
2: You're gonna need ketamine at the end of this. I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna need. I, I, what was that? <laughs> How do you I know, know we're not do on some it Special now? K. Yeah. <laughs> what was it that sent you? Uh, what were the? It's the stimulant that we used to use back in college. What you say it was? Or v- C- Vinny used it first. cocaine.
0: <laughs> Oh, Dexatrim.
1: Dexatrim. I need some Dexatrim.
5: You know what? Dexatrim. I we used, used to it one snort time, no Drew. Don't don't You see, Drew always conflates stuff. I use I tried it one day, one time.
1: Wait. You, and I've yeah, not got no, about something. That. Anna just don't said something. Don't gloss over that. Anna just said she over what? snorted. No I, have, dose. I
0: have snorted no dos. They told me, by the way, no <laughs> are dos are for you the young Yes. Yes. What happened? I stayed up all night. I it was not a comfortable Aunt, how feeling. your it was fine because I only did it one time. I'm sure if I did it a second time, it would coffee.
5: Be- Anna, there's something called coffee. Yeah, I know. Look down, one right in front of you. When the older kids are like,
0: "This is what we do: we grind up vibrant and snort it," then you go, "Okay." <laughs> what? I'm, I'm the only dumbass kid out who was a dumbass yeah. when they were a kid
5: okay uh, you remind me of the kid we got to eat brick when I was a kid we ground up some brick and said eat that. I back. also ate brick when <laughs> and I was a did. kid
4: no I didn't but
1: <laughs> there's a name for that I didn't get it's called, to those kind
4: of P- parties it's
1: called P- pica syndrome
4: pica e- that's e- right eating
1: no, that's, pica that's, eating, that's eating
5: dirt right
1: eating dirt you want
0: it's, you dirt. want minerals right I, I,
1: yeah well you uh, theoretically you're looking for iron it's iron sphere iron deficiency is, you know, people will eat soap but it can be other things too it can be part of psychiatric syndromes too it can be a separate thing it's this is a
0: whole my strange addiction topic now
1: yes it is and, and i'm and it's because of i'm spiraling a little bit Let, let's do <laughs> i let's was trying do, to fill
0: time with no my, uh, let's do a little bit of, let's do a
1: little a wrap-up uh, i'm gonna give you each of you about a, like a three minute or so wrap-up to talk about really primarily what you're working on now and what your books are about and what you you're sort of i i don't this sounds too glib but hopes for the future what you're trying to do right now and i'll start with you
0: okay Great. Uh, I am a, uh, NSNG cookbook author. I do the podcast Fitness Confidential with Vinny. Uh, I'm also, you can hear me on NBC all day, every day because I am the comedy and reality show promo voice for that network. Nice. I, uh, I am a stand-up comic and my husband and I do a dual act about marriage. We will be at, at the Virgil Theater on Tuesday night. If you're here in Hollywood, we will be in New York in April we will be in Pittsburgh in July. I mean in June and um, that's what I do information at anavicino.com so check it out. That's very fun. by the way if anybody is in a long-term relationship and wants some relief, my husband and I stand on stage and put it all out there for you so <laughs> for you can us. feel better about yourself. L- look,
1: look at look <laughs> at Susan like she's like Susan's looking at you like yeah, yeah, wait a minute. We, we, we got <laughs> to hear this. Yeah. Um, and the Fitness Confidential podcast where are we find Fitness
0: that? Confidential podcast is at com. You can find it on iTunes, all the place where they have the podcasts, you know, this the Stitcher
1: the Stitcher stuff. The Stitcher stuff. Um, all right, Kate, you're on. <sighs>
4: I just have to say, that sounds like better than therapy, doing stand-up comedy with your husband. If you can do that, then just what else do you need, really? (laughs) Uh, So, I work actually as an embedded physician in a company. Uh, My job, i actually, I work for ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, which is a wine company. They're a retail company. And they really care about their employees. So, they hired me to take as much time as need Fantastic. to get rid of people with diabetes. Wow. That's, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a great job. It's my dream job, really. Huh. And it's the job I moved all over to about 50 different states before I found the state of Florida. And uh, this, this job is enabling me to really do what I think every day. Primary care doctor wants to do, which is get to know your patients and really get to change their lives. So, like for example, um, we actually did a little mini documentary on one gentleman who had diabetes, and uh, we got him on a continuous glucose monitor, and then we got him on a really good diet, and we just watched his blood sugars plummet literally on the screen because the continuous glucose monitor tracks. Your blood sugars and they just went down 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 day after day after day and he's now changed to the way his whole family eats and his wife even got uh her boss to come along so he's having this ripple effect throughout his own community and it's just i feel right. like it's just a great opportunity to um I've every every company should have their own doctor and, uh, and so i i have my own website i have drkate.com, like you just got there and and i write books and uh go on podcasts and talk about what i write in the books
1: burning fat <laughs> burning fat um they, they, the one quick follow-on uh they have these amazing uh sort of they're not really transdermal but they're 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 dermally applied continuous glucose monitors now that you can oh. hook up to your iphone it's your your, your uh, apple yeah, watch yeah, and stuff yeah. uh should should people be doing that kind of thing Yeah,
4: Absolutely. There's nothing more motivating than watching your blood sugars come down, like as you improve your diet and getting this immediate feedback of, okay, so I had uh, a couple slices of regular bread with a sandwich and boom, my blood sugar went up to 150. But then what I recommend is actually sprouted grain bread. And it's, there's such a difference. People's blood sugar will come up a little bit, but instead of like 150 or 180, it'll be maybe like 120 and normal blood sugar being somewhere between like 70 and a hundred fasting goes up every time you
1: eat. Interesting. Okay. So that's, I I, I know Anna's going to go do that now. She likes, you like that stuff, right? What? Like continuous monitoring. Oh, continuous monitoring. Yes.
0: I don't like, I don't care for sprouted grain bread. (laughs) But that's just because I'd rather eat what's inside between the bread. You know what I mean? That's my preference. Got it.
1: And Vinny.
5: Uh, First, uh, if I'm plugging myself, I have to tell anyone and everyone, if you have not seen Anna and her husband on stage, and you want to laugh and find something cringeworthy, go, (laughs) go, go. I mean, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's fun. Where Uh, are you going
0: to be again? We're going to be at the Virgil on Tuesday night. Uh, at the pikey on February 23rd. I don't, I'm not prepared. Go to my website. I'll figure it out. I'll post it. I'll post it on there. Thanks, Vin. She's
5: everywhere. Go look for, um, I do five shows a week. Uh, fitness confidential podcast. There's a book by the same name, the fitness confidential book, which started the whole thing. Uh, Anna does the Monday show. She also pops in on other days. You guys may know Gina grads from the Adam Carolla show. She does the Sunday school with me on Sunday, Speaking of Adam Carolla, I'm also on his show once a month. Uh, This month, I think I'm going to be on, I I tape on the 21st, so whatever that Monday is, 24th, I'll be on that show. Um, I have a movie, Fat, a documentary that's everywhere. You can get it on iTunes, Amazon Prime, on your local airplane. You can find it everywhere. Um, So I have that. And uh, I also have two companies that's how I actually make a living. Uh, purevitaminclub.com is an online uh, vitamin company. And Pure Coffee Club, and I'm coming out with a new snortable coffee <laughs> called the Chino Blend.
0: Thank you. It's going to be a
5: real fine snuff I of a bean. And you just put <laughs> it in your nose it. and... Yeah, and uh, I love that I I I snorted no once when I was
0: 18, and now this is going to be my rep forever.
5: Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to call it Pure Blow, Uh, (laughs) so you guys can go check that out. Um, So, yeah, go check out Pure Coffee Club, Pure Vitamin Club, and we have some interesting products coming out, and I'm working on a brand new product that I'm not even talking about yet, but I'm excited about it, and hopefully it'll be out before the end of this year.
1: Guys, it has been such a privilege to talk to you today. I'm, I'm sorry that I was a little addled, uh, but the the good news is I was addled because there was so much interaction going on with our listeners and uh, trying to keep up with that. Uh, people are very interested in what we all were saying here, and so I appreciate it. Uh, Kate, I haven't seen you in a long time. It's a privilege, as always. I can't wait to read the new book, and I'm so excited for you in this uh, job in Florida that you got. That is, I'm deeply jealous. Uh <laughs> Thank
4: you so much. I was just so thrilled to see you again and be here with all you guys. We're all doing, we're all in the same game.
1: Thank you. And it's Anna, good to see. And thank you as always. We li- you live by us. your by your recipes. I and appreciate that. that. And we're now going to go live by whatever it is you do with your husband on stage. Yes. That uh, will cause my <laughs> wife to have to kick my ass probably. I'm <laughs> guessing that's what it's about. <laughs> my I, am I close?
2: It's, it's cathartic. Uh, okay. I wish everybody was here so you could buy them all a, a keto, mm-hmm. uh, wait, a... NSNG dinner.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. We would yeah. have to take you guys out. But Vinny, uh, my buddy, uh, no doubt I'll see you soon. Not a keto, man. Right? And uh, when Not a you're keto. out here, don't be a stranger, yeah. all right?
5: Uh, love it, Drew. Just let me, I'll let you know. I'm coming in. I'll be in on the 20th, right. 21st. So if you're around, grab a piece of meat. Done and <laughs> done and done. My
2: bigger part pardon. And uh, for the
5: people
1: on hold that I could not get to, I apologize. It is a source of deep frustration every week that which people aren't, don't get to the the air. We'll keep trying and uh, look for the Daily Dose, which I will pick up again tomorrow, I imagine. I'm um, trying to do daily streaming shows where we interact with the uh the stream with the questions that you guys type type in they're not, the sunday is the call-in show i think we're on saturday next week susan is that correct
2: um i'm not I, sure but no, look for it saturday sunday or sunday
1: we will give you the blast sign up at dr.tv please support the people that support the show social cbd don't forget this uh, device which i'm very excited about with if you are someone a veterinarian a medical clinic or a uh, diabetic yourself or using needles think about this it is a needle destruction device .com. and uh at drdrew.com look for me and adam me by myself uh, after dark i'm going to grab some of these things <laughs> um, which are is.
3: Ladies and uh, gentlemen, I've been
1: advised to hold these up. These T-shirts, yes, so just merch, to see the baby. Okay sign. Oh, yeah, that's it. You it shouldn't prolapse
0: your anus. Is, uh, just, is that what Just uh, Anna,
1: don't ask questions. <laughs> yes, just that's, that's something true, you from After dark, you have to be it's your probably mom's. Probably
2: not a recommendation. That's common sense, right? Common <laughs> sense.
1: It's <laughs> your mom's house. Thing.
2: You,
1: to understand the full spectrum of what that is all about, you got to go to. Okay. This but thanks for
2: after coming dark. in on such last minute's notice. I, I appreciate you guys for. Jump! All jumping in here, and we like to book at the very last minute. So uh, I'm due at the Oscars right now. We're going, we're going. No, I'm, and, just kidding. And the, the, I'm uh, just kidding. They uh, won't the,
1: have t-shirts me. t shirts are at slash Tom Segura, right? Is that right, Sue? Yes. method. And we also gotcha. have
2: Dr. Drew After Dark t shirts for the more sane. Yeah. Same people.
1: Okay. All right, you guys. Thank you very much to everyone for participating, uh, for listening and calling in and being a part of this. We do appreciate it. I've been watching you on Restream. I see all that great interaction there, and I appreciate all of it. And we'll see you hopefully tomorrow. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. Today's call screener is Lindsay K. Floyd. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. If you have a question, go to drdrew.tv. That is r d r e w.tv, TV, and sign up to receive an alert next time I am taking calls. No spam, just quick alerts when I'm streaming live. Also, you can text your question to me right now at 984-237-3739, and I'll see if I can help you out on one of our future shows. Check out our other podcast and watch the full-length HD video versions anytime at drdrew.com. This is just a reminder that the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care or medical evaluation. This is purely for educational and entertainment purposes. I'm a licensed physician with over 35 years of experience, but this is not a replacement for your personal physician, nor is it medical care. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me. Call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, anytime, 24-7, for free support and guidance. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com slash help.